This episode of United 96 is brought to you in part by Monday Development and Property Management. Whether you're beginning your first real estate purchase or a seasoned investor, Monday Development and Property Management can assist you with all aspects of the process. Kick off your next investment by visiting mundydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com. You are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here. John is not here. Uh, John is boycotting this because I professed my support uh, for the team in Richmond on Wednesday, and he has said, uh, screw you, I'm not joining this podcast. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he's busy with, he's busy being a father, busy uh, busy with kids. So uh, joining me on the podcast is the uh, group from River City 93 podcast. You can hear them uh, go to Twitter at River City 93. I am sure they will drop some other places there around and where you can listen to them. Uh, we have Mr. Elliot Barr, Mr. Matt Myers, and Mr. Shanir Duran. Guys, welcome. I'll start with you, Elliot. How you doing, my friend? Hope you're doing well. Oh, uh, oh, good. I'm at that point now where if I take a nap in the middle of the day, wake up when it's dark, I don't know if it's 7.30 or 10.30. And there's just a whole place of confusion for the next <laughs> 10 minutes. It's all looking at my phone. So that's where I'm at now. That's a that's a good thing. I, I just uh, I just I, I make the continual mistake of the idea that I can still chase around uh, adults playing soccer during the day. And I decided also to do a podcast. So I am I'm a very smart person as well. Mm, trust me. No. I started that like a long time ago. Matt, Matt Myers. Welcome. Thank you for joining. Hope you're doing well. Absolutely. Only the smartest people do the podcast. <laughs> Only the smartest people do the podcast, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Shanir Durand, who also, by the way, uh, coaches youth soccer, so he can attest the idea of being out in the in the hot sun. You know, he's not running around. He's he's trying to organize uh, youth soccer players. But welcome, welcome to the show. Hope you're doing well, my friend. I'm doing well. A lot of citrus lemonade after coaching two games today and one yesterday. So, yeah. <laughs> Yelling and screaming from the sidelines and a lot of lemonade and tea to keep the voice working. <laughs> D- did they take their throw-ins properly? Because I had adults yelling about the way to take a proper throw-in today, and it was quite hilarious and quite funny to listen to. I hope they took their throw-ins <laughs> properly. Thankfully, yes, I didn't have any throwing issues. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's jump right into it. So uh, DC United, uh, if you don't know, if you don't know or new or new to this whole concept, I currently live in Richmond. I have been attending Richmond Kickers games uh, for probably really since for the past few years, a few years or so. Um, so I am I am a definitely a uh, certainly a Richmond Kickers supporter. I probably actually I think the Richmond Kickers jerseys in my closet might have finally actually overtaken the DC ones. I haven't actually done a count yet. But uh, it's close. But uh, DC United will be taking on the Richmond Kickers coming up, and so we wanted to take this opportunity uh, to kind of get get some guys who pay who watch the team closely. They talk about it on their podcast and kind of give you guys a, a prediction for some some insight into the upcoming game. Uh, let's start with you, Elliot. Uh, first of all, uh, talk a little bit, I guess, about the Kickers coming into this year. 
give some perspective. I'll, I'll leave the floor open, man. Just go right into oh, it. Man. However right. long you want to go. <laughs> Sorry. So where do we start off? So the kickers this year is not what the kickers were last year, but that's not a bad thing. Is that the best way how to describe it? Um, I mean, you still got the danger man up front of Emiliano Chizagi. Um, even though he doesn't have any league goals this year, um, he's only scored in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, he's still the danger man. Um, behind him, you have Neil Vingos, who just won Player of the Month, but was an honorable mention and the best midfielders in USL League One. Um, you also have behind them the most underrated man in USL League One, Zaka Moran, who is like a USL League One version of Casemiro. He destroys everything in front of him and has a smile on his face while doing it. And then you have who I like to call the Danger Twins, Dakota and Nathan Ani. Um, Ani will probably literally start a fight with anyone on DC United. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and book that. Donnie, Nathan's going to get a, a yellow card in that game on Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, on Wednesday. It's going to happen. Um, and then in goal, uh, it's, it's usually right now it's been um, Willie Palms, who's been our goalkeeper. But outside of that, um, he's usually is Akira Fitzgerald, who just became a Pops. Um, so he's a starting goalkeeper there. And then outside of that, man, like, Darren's system so far this year is still very much – is a little bit more controlled possession, um, not so much breaking the lines with passes, but get the ball up to the final third as quick as possible and then try to look for a cutback or an open midfielder. So that's usually how they like to play defensively. Um, they don't mind you having the ball outside of the 18 yard box, but the shot you're going to get is usually going to be a poor shot attempt. But you're not just going to be running free and doing combo passes like that because Zaka Moran will probably chop you down and tell you to cut that out because he doesn't like running around that much. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the team I would look right now. What, uh, let's maybe uh, pull back a little bit, I guess, and uh, let's talk about, I guess, and I want to ask about. Uh, you know, maybe educate some people who don't maybe pay attention to Richmond much during the week. Uh, they have a a certain uh, Argentinian striker named Emiliano Terzaghi. Matt, I wonder if you can maybe give some DC fans uh, some insight into uh, what who the type of player Emi Terzaghi is and and what what to expect uh, from him in this game. Yeah, so you know, Terzaghi, if you look back, the, the simple you know uh, kind of stat looking. You know, sort of thing is, you know, three years in a row, League One MVP, three years in a row, you know, Golden Boot. So on that that front, you look at it, you're like, holy crap, why is why is he in there for a fourth year in a row? Uh, I was trying to think about this, you know, what kind of MLS, you know, striker would sort of equate, you know, to him. Uh, and what I would you know, kind of put him similar to, they're not the same player. I'm, you know, forewarning, not the same. I know this is not a perfect uh, corollary, but I would you know, th- think about maybe a less mobile Joseph uh, Martinez you know, before he got you know, completely broken down in Atlanta. You know, a guy who just ends up in the right place is going to finish anything you put on his foot, but maybe isn't going to be you know, the guy who's going to you know, create something on his own out of nowhere. You give him the service, you know, cash money. You don't give him the service, he can you know, kind of you know, find his way, you know, out of games a little bit, prone to, you know, the more than occasional yellow card, uh, you know, for you know, playing you know, aggressively. Uh, so I would put him in that general style of play. You're mute, Ted. 
I'm mute. I'm trying to trying to <laughs> trying to fix some things right now. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> Welcome to the lower legal podcast, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am I am a habit of of hitting the mute button and and definitely not remembering that I actually hit the mute button. Uh, Shanir, I wonder if you can uh, maybe drop a little bit. Obviously, there have been some changes this year. We talk about uh, I know the last player who was the league MVP being Jonathan Bolaños, no longer on the team. Uh, a lot of other sort of different changes. Uh, how do you see sort of those changes sort of fitting in um, with the with the team and and what are I guess how are how have things been looking since uh, this team went on a uh, incredible run last year and now they have to kind of figure out uh, how to replicate that with with maybe some different players. Yeah, um, that that's been a major concern with the Richmond Kickers fans this season. But I think what we're dealing with is a solid defensive line, which is pretty much uh, very similar to last year. Uh, a midfield with a slight difference in um, in personnel, uh, but the uh, just basically exit. Ethan Bryant and, and Tersuko. Um, and you're looking at pretty much a very similar midfield three. The front line is where I think we're going through a little bit of growing pains and adjustment. Um, we have Carlton Belmar, who's playing on that left side that Jonathan Bolaños used to occupy. And it, it had gotten to a point last year where if Jonathan Bolaños wasn't playing, we didn't know if we were going to win the game. Like that's how crucial Jonathan Bolaños had become to us last season. So now we're changing him up and putting in Carlton Belmar, who is a different type of winger. Um, he does not attack the wing in the same way Jonathan Bolaños did. Jonathan Bolaños first, when he first came into the Richmond Kickers, it was just raw pace and getting in behind, but then that, that pace became smarter. And after beating his fullback, he was much more cerebral in the way he would get that ball into the box, either by cutting in and shooting or uh, cutting in to either find Terzaghi or whoever was playing right wing at the time. Belmar is a little different, and I think that front three is going to have to now readjust and relearn how to how to attack, basically. And I think that's where our struggle has been so far with the beginning of the season. It has been figuring out how to conduct business in that final third. And I think over time, they'll figure it out. It's it's just literally the new guys getting to know each other. Yeah, and I and I guess uh, you know it's 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 certainly been the struggle bus looking at the results and and I guess how how would you, I guess I'll, I'll go to you, Elliot? How would you assess things have been going so far? I mean, is it oh. it, it it's been slow to start on the attack? I think they've scored what one two goals, I believe. Two goals. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it's been the struggle bus. I think it's I think it's just a new front three learning each other. You know, I think it's. I mean, Belagio's. We all know he was exceptional last year, but Belagio's last. We got to look at this year's results in. I think this team has been slow offensively. Like, building up to the final third, they've been fine. They've been perfect. That's where Neil Vignal's one player of the month last year, despite this team only scoring one goal. Because um, he created, like, 
plethora of chances. He was dangerous. I think that part is still building and it will come. The if you flip it on the other side, I think there is something to the fact that Richmond has only let up two goals this year. And two of them have been against Charlotte. One of them really was like a weird blunder, you know, so really one. Um, the defense has been outstanding, you know, and we're talking about a defense that doesn't typically have a Kerry Fitzgerald in his back line outside of the home opener. It's been Willie Palms and the games that he's played, I think, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. Is three clean sheets, right, for him? Uh, he has two of them. The yeah. care had the first one. Okay, so two clean sheets. So two clean sheets to start up the year. With. But, like, that back line has been formidable. With the, Like I talked about before, Dakota, Nathan Ani, um, Simone Fitch, as we like to call him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, really, Nathan. It's just funny to hear him say it because Simon is very uh, – not very animated. Um, you also have uh, I'm losing my mind. Um, Jake Meacham uh, back there. He's came in, did a good job, and, and Michael Hornsby. So the back line has been really fine. Zaka and um, Justin Sukow has been fine in front of them, protecting the back line. So only two goals given up. Not a lot of dangerous shots. Um, anytime that we can tweet out the Akira fall means it's a great thing because that means. Is a shot that the Cooper just picks up and falls to the ground, and you got to restart all over again. And hopefully, we see a lot of those on uh, on Wednesday. But yeah, I think right now the the main focal point of this team is the defense, and this being solid at that point. I'd rather have the defense be solid than the offense clicking and the defense leaking in goals left, right, and center because it's harder to get the defense on track. And to be fair, they kind of struggled. Um, at least my assessment was they kind of struggled uh, uh, last uh, last season a little bit as well. It was not they weren't suddenly just flying um, when the season started. They struggled. They struggled very much to sort of put together consistent offensive performances. It wasn't really till the middle of the season last year that they really started to pick it up. Well, Am I remembering that correctly? Four nothing win. Yeah, yeah, I think. <laughs> Through the end of through the end of May, somewhere around there, I think they were two three and two or two two and three something like that yeah. uh, last year. So they, you know, very average, you know, team you know, results wise. And then you know, June hit and things really started rolling yeah. you know, for them. So yeah, I don't think any massive cause for concern. That you know, the table you know makes it look a little you know different right now. But we're also at the point of this season where one win can rocket you you know, past five teams right away. So I don't put too much worry into, oh, they're technically eighth at the moment. Let's, uh, so we, I think we talked about a lot of the heavy hitters. We talked about the offense. I guess uh, I'm maybe going to go to each of y'all. Give me a player who you guys think uh, maybe doesn't get his due, doesn't get the attention paid to that maybe DC fans should watch. And also uh, maybe actually before we get to that, I want to ask, do you guys think is, is, uh, any any indications? Because I know as you got you guys get interviews with the coach and everything. Um, are we going to see the kickers take this tournament seriously? Are they going to play a, a top lineup to out here, or is that the expectation that's been set? We're talking about a man that wears black in the middle of July. Yes, oh yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any question from Darren. I, I mean, we saw him what. I think last year go with a full top lineup against Charlotte, mm-hmm. you know, and now granted, 
I think me personally, I think the approach was a little too much aggressive. But yeah, it was still a, it was still a very he's going forward. This isn't Lee Callishaw where it's like just call up the academy <laughs> kids, let them play, and then they'll never see the field again for us. No, it's not that. Um I mean I think Darren Darren knows the significance of this game. Like us talking to him. Obviously he didn't want to talk too much about it at the time, but when we did talk to him, it was very much like we, we know the significance of this game. You know, it's the one thing that everyone's talking about. We're going up there with no expectations. Everyone's expecting DC to steamroll us despite how bad they've been. You know, um Rob has been talking about about it. The player like Dakota's is the only thing on his mind. Like that's all he's been he he's been thinking about. So yeah, I think the players be very much up for it. It's kinda like this is their proving ground. Like Colton um, Belmar, even though he's just new to the team, he remembers the team when DC United was affiliated with us. And he was talking about it, just how, you know, how Richmond has been able to stay stable, even despite that relationship not working out the way how some wanted it to. So the players are aware of it. All right, Matt, I'll, I'll come to you with this question. I'll come back to you, Elliot. But what's a, we'll make it hard on Elliot to come up with a player. What's a player that maybe 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 you feel like doesn't get his due that you think could have an impact on this game? Maybe one that you think uh, most fans might not be aware of? One player that uh, that you think uh, that you think DC fans should watch out for? Uh, whew, that's a tough one. I think a part of this is you're projecting out what I think you know Rooney might you know, do with his team. Uh, but I, I want to throw uh, Simon Fix's name out there. So, you know, uh, Elliot mentioned him briefly just now, but uh, he's, you know, a Richmond kid, uh, almost positive, you know, him and Chris Durkin, you know, are legit, like, you know, very, very good friends from growing up. Uh, so that'd be a fun storyline, you know, if, uh, if Chris plays in that game, seeing them, you know, go head to head. But uh, this year he's been playing right back, you know, for us, so, uh, much more of a stay at home. Right back, he can get forward a little bit, uh, but you knowing how you know normally it's you know either uh, you know Santos or the Iraqi guy whose name I can't say, but I'm guessing it's Jamie Green. You know, probably on Wednesday, uh, be pushing up from left back, uh, really being able to you know, monitor that and you know, monitor uh, you know uh, Kudi Pietro, you know, possibly uh, if he's you know, playing out there, uh, you know, on more of the left side, you know, attacking roles. I think that's going to be you know, a big piece you know, of the puzzle because, uh, yeah, I mean, realistically, you know, I think if the kickers you know, take this, they're going to have to take one nil or maybe you know one one extra time you know type of result, and you know being solid on the wings is important for that. Shanir, any uh, any additional players you want to add to add to that? Um. I think one player who who might uh, be able to spring a bit of a surprise on DC um, simply because I don't think they've seen much of him is um, our newcomer. Um, geez, I'm drawing a blank. Having a mental uh, Meacham. So Meacham literally is, is, is brand new to the squad probably hasn't he's had limited playing time but i think he's pretty much bedded in at, at this point now and if darren does start him he's an unknown entity he would be as close to an unknown entity to dc as possible 
And um, depending on how Darren has him play, he can be uh, dangerous when he's supporting the attack. And he does have a solid, uh, he does play solidly defensively. And his, his 1v1, um, his, his 1v1 skills are definitely up to par. So again, just for the simple fact that I don't think DC United will know enough about him, he might spring a few surprises, at least early on in the game. Uh, by the way, guys, I, I, I neglected to mention, by the way, that I accidentally left us live on Twitch. So I apologize if you guys were prepared for that. So that that is my mistake. Uh, but we were actually we were actually live on Twitch right now. And uh, Jesse Leaflert says it shocks me that these teams have only played head to head three times. Um, That's not true. Is that true? You don't think so? Well, like, I, I think she's talking like official competitions. Yeah, they played six times in the cup. Oh, wow. OK. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, See, Matt, Matt, Matt is Matt is the man of all of all information. Uh, man. I also looked it up right before I logged on just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Be prepared. That's he's the man. He's the man who's prepared. But uh, I mean, I, I know they've played like I remember like my dad and I were actually talking today about like certain friendlies they played down in Richmond um, back with yeah, DC. Yeah, they used to do those all the time, and that's yeah. dried up. That's dried up. It's no more for sure. Uh, Elliot, same question to you, man. Who, who's a player maybe that uh, that DC fans might not know about? I know some might not know anybody, but who's who's a player maybe they haven't heard about, or some guy you think could could play a major role in in this uh, in this tie? Uh, I have two in mind, so you don't want to cheat. So I'm going last one. I'll give you two. Uh, the first one is Mr. Neil Vignoles. Like mm. he is. He's a magician on the ball. Uh, there's multiple times where he can be surrounded by three people and he gets out with the ball at his feet. Like he's very, he's probably Richmond's best technical player. Um, and once he gets going and start connecting those short intermediate passes, it's it's no stopping him. Um, so he's one player you definitely want to look out for. Um, the next is Mr. Dakota Barnathan, um, our center back. Um, he pretty much organizes the back line. Um, he can pop up in midfield where we're dominating possession in certain moments. Um, and he has a really good right foot on him. Like, he's not afraid to shoot one out from 35, 30 yards out or get into the box and get his head onto a ball there. Um, so he's another player that I think uh, DC United fans need to be a little bit worried about. My my money's on. Uh, I think uh, Owen Gordon, depending on if he comes off the bench or if he starts. I know it's kind of like dependent. It's between him and Bentley, I guess, as who as to who starts, who starts in this game. But he, he's a guy I always think uh, if he comes off the bench against a tired and maybe young, inexperienced DC side, I think I think he could really uh, really make a difference. And he's also he's also uh, scored the first goal in front of Section O, so I feel like I gotta. I got to give him a shout out. Trust me, guys. Section no goals are are amazing. It's just like scoring in front of the Chico stand or celebrating a goal in front of the Chico stand. It's 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 actually better, I think, in some ways. Yeah, it's better because we don't have steep steps that feel like you're walking up to heaven. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. We also we also let off uh, real spoke bombs too. So we have that. Oh, we yeah. have that over. <laughs> we have that over. Um Give me uh give me some of your thoughts. Uh I, I want to know if if you were planning to coach, if you were if you're a Wayne Rooney and you're trying to coach against uh Richmond, 
what are some things you would be looking forward to try to do? Um, and I, I hope I hope Wayne Rooney is preparing for this team. He seems he seems very confident. If you've seen recent interviews, uh-huh. so. yeah, I have seen him, and I'm like, okay, buddy, that's smart. <laughs> um, if I'm Wayne Rooney, I think the main thing, assuming that Richmond goes with the average starting lineup, I think the main thing is that we've seen that works is to make Zaka the creator. Like, make Zaka the creator uh, is something that he's not obviously great with because, uh, no, he wants to play the ball more than they'll let him create or Suko help him be in that process. Um, also, don't send your fullbacks up forward. <laughs> like, just have your fullbacks sit back. Like, because Rich was looking to get him behind, make Richmond have the ball, make Zaka the creator, and just double up on Trezani. Like, it, it sounds simple, but I think – that's the cruxes of what they can do. And I I think DC United is going to do the total opposite of that because they think like, oh, we're going to dominate the ball. We're going to try to work on our offense and get in behind. And that's the worst thing you want to do against Richmond because when you leave space out on the wings is when Bentley, uh, Belmar, or Gordon, they can get in behind. And once they get in behind, now you're kind of in scramble mode because now no one's really marking Terzaghi, and then there he is popping up on the six-yard spot, banging it in. So I, I think the best thing is if DCs tell Richmond, like, all right, you can have the ball, pretty much take the no-co game plan from the second half and just do that for the entire game. And that's your game plan. Yeah, uh, I would agree with most. I mean, it's that you know, common adage of you know, teams <clears> – <throat> Hate having done to them what they do to other teams. You know, under you know, Swatsky, you know, the kickers have been very comfortable uh, you know, playing without the ball. Uh, you look over the last two or three seasons; they're almost always you know bottom two or bottom three in the league in you know possession, possession percentage. Uh, but they like to you know hit quick on the counter. But you know, last year and even you know uh, you know one of the you know, goals Elliot you know, referenced earlier. Yeah, we're going up this year was, you know, very direct up the field, you know, counterattacks. So uh, I think, you know, being comfortable having that, but, uh, you know, if I'm Wayne and I have, you know, guys that I'm willing to play and, you know, they can, you know, they've got some burners on them. I think that can work. Yeah. Shanir, any, anything else you wanted to, to add there? Um, well, when, when you look at the way Rooney normally plays, DC United, it's it's usually your typical low block four four two. I'm thinking that that might and if if he plays balanced or conservatively, which is very unlikely against a lower lower league team, that's when it can present a serious problem for Richmond, uh, seeing as. One of our biggest issues, even last season and again this season, is breaking down low blocks, breaking down a defense when they're sitting back and and inviting the pressure. DC United, hopefully, and and I would expect, seeing as they are the the, the technically on paper the superior team in this in this bout, um, will come forward, and that four four two can hurt them against the formation the kickers normally play, which is kind of a, a, a deviation of a 4-3-3, which, you know, would mean on the transition, you're overloading the midfield um, and causing, as, as uh, Elliot said, kind of a scramble in the middle to, to kind of 
damage controlled and plug the leak. And again, that's when Terzaghi pops up and he always appears in the right place at the right time to slot one home. He's your, he's a very, very efficient poacher. So uh, I think this is a, a situation where it really depends on whether um, we're dealing with a low block or an aggressive 442. We'll see. Uh, DC's apparently they've kind of switched up their lineup a little bit. They're not really playing uh, a, a 442, a 352. We'll get into that maybe uh, in, in our next segment, which you guys will hear me talk. If you guys want to check it out, go to River City 93. I will be sort of taking the side of the of the DC United perspective. Uh, and he we'll doesn't t- want to. oh wow why you gotta call me out there no it's fine it's public i made it public before this show i made it public which way i was swinging i made i made it public uh all right let's go you know what i want to get some predictions i want you to put it put it down there uh elliot give me up or down prediction game what's going to happen be as positive or as you can do a heart or a brain prediction too i will i will leave it up to you listen to river city 93 part two to figure out my prediction Okay, ah, fair enough. That's when you pull them in, the part two. Uh, there you go. There you go. Yes, guys. By the way, check it out. Uh, there's going to be sort of a part two to this. I'll be taking the DC perspective, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll be we'll be talking more about DC. So definitely go check out River City 93. Uh, also a great podcast to talk about uh, talk about Richmond. Uh, Elliot, Matt, Chenier, thank you guys so, so much for, for joining. Uh, Elliot, I'll give you uh, anything else you want to plug. Uh, want to tell people where they can listen to the podcast? Uh, you can listen to us. Every anywhere, even on YouTube at River City ninety three, um, we're not fancy enough to have Twitch yet, so don't look for us there. You might find some weird Russian betting channel. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, support us out there. Um, we are dropping articles of River City ninety three, so check us out there. But meantime, come over to the podcast, hang out with us. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Uh, for this uh, episode of United 96. I want to thank both uh, Elliot Match and Chenier for joining us, giving us some perspective on uh, on the Richmond Kickers. And uh, it's going to be a fun game. I'm going to I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, every I think, uh, Matt, I know you're going to be there, right? Yes, I will. Uh, Chenier, are you going to be there? Um, I most likely will not. Weekday uh, coaching, practice and work. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. you could skip work for this. I I, I <laughs> move around stuff. And Elliot, I know I know. Unfortunately, you will not be there. Uh, but we will we will hopefully hopefully have a stream that maybe we can maybe we can talk about. So you've got to educate. You, iPhone just to, just to point it. That's all I need. Like I don't need nothing fancy. I'll be, be there on the weekend though to see his other his real favorite team. Oh, got to call We'll let you guess on what that is, guys. It's Charlotte uh, FC, yeah. by the way. Um, but thank you all so, so much for listening. We will catch you guys. Uh, we have a whole pack show coming up for you here on, on the podcast. So definitely check that out. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. We'll catch you guys, uh, later this week. Vamos. Thanks again to our show sponsor, Monday development available to help you with all of your real estate needs to get started on your next real estate investment. Visit mondaydev.com. That's M U N D Y D E V.com.